certain things are looking pretty. You know what is looking? You know what is looking pretty? Slick transition moment. What here. is that? Ghost of Tsushima. Aha! Please do. That's one pretty motherfucker. Please do talk about this. I'll tell you. Yeah, this you is know you know this is yeah, something no, that you talk. I think, I've talked for yeah. an hour straight. No, you talk. <laughs> this is this is I think maybe equal uh, excitement, kind of balancing the scales a little bit with you. Um, this is a game I've been looking forward to for a while uh, for the PlayStation Four, and like just to get my hands on the whole experience of of playing as a samurai and kind of getting into that world. And like I'll just start off by saying like it's it's so like kind of we were talking about uh like getting into a history kind of getting into an era through video games and to kind of see japanese the history of japanese feudalism um samurais and the time of samurais like all these things kind of reading up to reading up on it and kind of like learning about it vaguely in school or just within my own general interest it always seemed like really like mythical to me like none of this existed this is all like some different kind of storytelling stuff like these are it just seems so far removed from where we are in the world today so being able to play as a samurai like on a horseback and not the type of samurai who's like a padawan you know who's like learning moves from level one to level 10 and like you know like the game is not built like that like you start out as a full-fledged samurai with multiple skills in his arsenal like he knows how to use the sword so therefore you know how to use the sword um, it's 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 refreshing in a way to kind of just like throw you into a world and into a character. So like from the moment the game starts, from like the opening scene, and I'll get into it a lot of times in this. Um, but like the game takes like such a, a cinematic inspiration and quality. Like it's really trying to. It's not trying to be a movie, but it's trying to use the language of cinema to 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 kind of invest you in it in in, in its world and all that kind of stuff. So for like right from the opening, you're in the you're in the the prior stages of an invasion taking place. the The story is set around the Mongol invasion of Japan, and like so far, I've just I'm I'm about to finish the first act of the game. So the game is also broken into acts, such as a film, and I'm not entirely sure how many acts in total there are, but I'm about to finish the first one now, um, soon, hopefully tomorrow, and the whole first act is you trying to rescue your uncle who has been captured by the Mongols during the invasion. Um, so you're like, you're kind of like you're recruiting, you're trying to recruit people within Tsushima Island, other people who have been kind of like affected by the invasion. And so the gameplay is like a little, it's open world. So it's designed around this thing of like you finding people, you kind of, um, and also, and also like discovering the areas like the island kind of finding these locations that are almost like social hubs like there's like it's like a marketplace almost so uh you you go into these kind of places within the map to to customize your armor customize your weapons how you look and and that's another really cool interesting thing about it too i'll get into but the whole open world aspect of how you meet people and kind of get into missions i find it's um it's cool. It's like, it's like, uh, what's a game to compare to? Very similar to Red Dead Redemption Two, in in how you can you kind of just like you can walk into a bar in that game, uh, if you get in a bar fight with somebody, and then there's like there's like a a character you interact with through that or something, and leads you into a story or, or leads you into a 
a side story that has consequences throughout the game kind of thing. Or maybe it doesn't have consequences, you know? Like, Red Dead was a massive game, so that was different. But this game kind of gave me those vibes. Um, And people were kind of comparing this to... Or not comparing it, but kind of drawing connections to Assassin's Creed. And the, the vibe I get from this game is... It's very unique. It's not an Assassin's Creed type of game at all. Um, and it's also not like a Red Dead Redemption 2, you know? But it's somewhere in the middle. It takes aspects from both games. It takes like the assassination and stealth combat um, of assass- that Assassin's Creed does so well and makes it like a style of gameplay that you can access. And, and, and also like a version of the character. They make like a character kind of uh th- character decisions kind of are enforced by that and and consequences are also derived from that and the basically what i'm saying is so there's two versions of the character you have the ghost and then you have jin and the ghost is uses stealth and kind of tactical measures of combat which goes against his samurai training and the whole kind of conflict you get from that too like you know like the story is so at least what I've gotten from it so far is it's very like inspired by Japanese culture, Japanese films and like the samurai code, like that plays such a huge part into it. So I'm, I'm liking how it immediately sets up this conflict within the character of is, is what he is, how he's doing what he's doing good. Like how does, how does it make him feel? And like, so you know, like, you make these choices. Like, do you want to go head-to-head in combat? Like, clashing swords, samurai style, right? Or do you want to crouch and sneak through the guards and fire off your longbow and, you know, like, take out enemies one by one strategically and kind of like that? Um, and throughout that, it's not an easy decision. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not, like, you can just make the decision because... Now, you want to play a different way. Like, at the end of the day, that's how it comes. But how the story kind of makes you feel at times guilty for the decisions you might make. Or it makes you feel morally ambiguous almost to it. That's what I'm trying to say. It makes you feel, like, morally conscious, I think. So, the the opposite of The Um, Last of Us 2. Yeah, games rarely do that. Which makes Uh you do something and then tells you to feel guilty about it afterwards. It's like, in this game, you consciously have to make the decision that you possibly could feel guilty about based on how you um, choose to handle the situation. Exactly. Yeah, and I haven't seen too much of The Last of Us 2, but I know that's people weren't ha- too happy with that. That's kind of... It, it's not natural, right? Like, it's not it's not a natural way to tell a story, I feel, and also to get invested in well, a game. Well, like, that's the thing with when video game medium. It's like you have access to allow the player to sort of craft the narrative in a certain way whereas like the criticisms of the last of us 2 was like they made you do stuff and then they wagged your finger at you for doing it right right yeah like oh you have to buy into our singular minded way of doing exactly essentially and yeah video like here's what i think about video games in general you know it's how i see it is almost like an evolution from cinema you know you can take the language they're not movies but you can take the language of cinema of filmmaking of visual storytelling right and use it to make your game all the more better and then use the unique aspects of a video game 
like immersion of how a video game immerses you into a character and gameplay design and mechanics and all that fun stuff, right? You use all that to just immerse you into a into a character. I think that's what it's all about. And you know, like this game is really like a is like ooh, it's just kind of it's so vision oriented. I think I think they had like a really a goal here with this and like they are. Uh, from what I've played so far, like they're definitely accomplished it. This is a game with, you know, replayability, but not for dumb reasons. Like, you know, it, there's, there's the whole Kurosawa mode thing. So like, I'm already going to play the game again, just to experience the Japanese, uh, character voices and the black and white foam grain and stuff like that. But there's more than that. There's like different, routes you can take in certain situations that you might want to see how do that how does that play through you know um so i think there's cool ways to kind of to get into this game um i actually took some notes that i wanted to talk about also because there's like it's a very in-depthful game and i don't want to like miss out on anything that i kind of had in mind while playing go right ahead you so yeah i'm just pulling those weeb. up Well, that's fun when when the notes don't show up on the computer. Let me see if it's on my phone. Whoa. Anyways, folks. Okay, yeah, I got it here. So, I talked about the st- cinematic storytelling. I think that's might be one of the biggest sells of the game. Like, it is like beautiful. I don't want to use the word beautiful or artfully lightly, but it's like an artful and beautiful game. I think like if you've seen some YouTube videos of it, or if you've seen just some gameplay, like it's so like just picturesque and scenic, like, right. Like it's just like something about the lighting, I think in the game, I think that's what it is. Like, it's just the way they have the sun kind of working in that dynamic. Like it just makes it feel all the more kind of characteristic of a, of a Eastern Japanese kind of period, like, and how that feels. And it it really makes you feel like, like a mythical warrior, just, grazing the grass not grazing the grass but like kind of uh traversing these landscapes these really epic landscapes and there's a photo mode in the game that i think i've spent maybe like 50 to 60 percent of my time other than playing the game like actually using like there's i want to every time move the camera around i just want to pause the game and take a photo or take a a tracking shot video because like cheney like i said like they it's as if they designed this game with me in mind or something there is literally a photo mode in the game where you can create scenes like like scenes like with full uh control over the camera in terms of aperture in terms of focal distance and the blur distance and like your character's pose and and where he you know like Okay. You can literally make scenes. Okay, that's <laughs> that's the so I've, I've been video like okay, that's a little different than what I heard. Like shit. I heard it had like a picture mode. And it was like big deal. It's a picture mode, but like no, mm-hmm. it's 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 the mo it's the coolest picture mode I've seen yet. Like Death Stranding had the best one by the point by that point, but this has topped Death Stranding because you can there's basically like a keyframe editor, right? Um, and it's really simple. Like all you can do is really control the camera, but you can set the position of the camera in different locations and anim- animated essentially into a video. So you, you know, like 
somebody like me, I'm just constantly like framing up these images in the in, in game, like with Jin and after he slices somebody in half or after I perform a sick ass combo and cut somebody's arm off, like I have to stop the game and frame it. And I know it sucks to say like, it's just kind of pulls you out of the game, but like, why not? Like if, if the photo mode is there, then fuck it, use it, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, one of the best photo modes fucking ever. Um, what else? What else I got here? Quite a bit, actually. Quite a bit, eh? Uh, there's another thing that was like really, um, kind of cool and unique. I thought about this game is they pay a lot of attention into, into like what makes a samurai, like who is a samurai? I think, um, you know, like a samurai is more than just like a warrior, a badass warrior who fights and fights with a sword. Like that's a really two dimensional way to look at it. But like one of the themes in the game is like, what does a samurai stand for? Um, and the samurai code and breaking the rules that Jin has to break the rules to get, to do what he has to do, which is like liberate his, um, Island, liberate his country and his people. So there is this whole thing in, in like, the samurai philosophy, I guess, where you have to kind of like walk the balance of like, of the violence that you kind of deal with and the peace that you have to kind of carry at the same time. You have to be like mindful of both of those aspects. Like you're, you're killing people, but you also have to have a sense of appreciation for the fact that you killed somebody, you know, as weirdly as it is to sound. So there's a lot of time kind of in the game to enforce that upon you where you know you're fighting somebody and and the whole asp- the whole point of the game is a samurai fighting game right but then right after a fight you know there's a whole thing with the animals in the game they can kind of you see a bird and if you follow the bird it can take you into a almost like a search quest kind of a mission not really a mission but like kind of like an exploration of the uh, of the map kind of like find a token find a collectible or something like that and sometimes like it's sometimes a collectible other times it's go to the pond and write a haiku so like you can literally write a haiku in the game and if you write a haiku and it's maybe it's some haikus maybe it's not all of them or something but you can unlock like a, a, a new attire or a new weapon or something so like I like how they link these moments of peace and kind of like thoughtfulness with contrasting with like right after a battle like and it's like so specific to that like literally right after you get into a conflict or a fight you're now meditating or reflecting on your past or like writing it's even indicative of of good game design and you've probably been experiencing that in doom a little bit where like you'll go through and you have like this crazy room full of a lot of demons and then you sort of have like hallway structures that allow you to like explore and you can sort of have a moment to to relax because if it was right that, all gameplay yeah. all the time if it's constant yeah, you'll just burn yeah. out and then you'll stop getting a little overwhelming right and and uh, like i said with doom right doom has those moments where it'll draw you out of the action a little bit and i'll say here take a moment to chill and explore but wait don't chill out for too long you know keep stay on your toes right and this game is almost like because it's in an open world, it really wants you to explore and take your time to chill out. So you go to the springs, you can take a hot bath between paddles. Like, I mean, there's so many things that you can kind of get into, um, getting into just like appreciating about it. And another thing that when we talked about Doom, that like something you mentioned that I've, I loved 
ever since I heard, which was the flow state that kind of video games bring you in. And how, like, you know, we talked about Doom having this, like, really great flow, sense of flow state. And I think, like, Ghost of Tsushima is this title, like, another kind of combat title that might go down in, in the classics of sword fighting games um, in, this, in the type of combat it has. So if I compare it to other sword fighting games out there, like, there's Sekiro, right? Which a lot of people, that's kind of, like, maybe high up there right now in what people talk about as their favorite sword fighting games or kind of like hold a stand or two um and apparently like so that game has like really difficult villains and a hard sense of combat like the very pattern centered combat that you have folks on um and this game takes a different approach so instead of button mashing constantly which you kind of get into with these kind of games you know like if you have a weapon uh and you start to overpower it, all you need to really rely on is just mashing E or triangle or whatever, and that'll get the job done no matter who you're facing or what you're up against or whatever. This game is like more like a defensive, I want to say. You have to be more defensive rather than constantly attacking, which means you can't be button mashing. You can't just be, you know, that'll open up weaknesses and leave you to fucking again die. going back to game mechanics they have like the it's the different stance system right so you have like i know there's like the rock stance yeah. the water stance the wind stance i don't know i'm just but um no you're you're right okay. i think that's like three of them right okay. there yeah that's so the way they that's part of the progression system also so um you unlock these different stance fighting stances and you need to like switch in and out of them between battle because you know like the rock stance might do you better while you're facing a certain enemy, but the wind stance is going to do you better for another enemy. So you have to keep that in mind also. Well, how are you attacking your enemy and what enemies are you facing? And you know, when you get into a real kind of cluttered situation, when there's a shit ton of guys around you, it that's kind of where the challenge sets in, which is always fun. Um, so, you know, you're not button mashing. you got to be aware of how you're fighting, your play style, and you have to, you have to be cautious of the enemy. You know, like there's, that it just creates this really tense bubble of action where it leads to like extremely satisfying kills. Uh, like it takes the full R rating that it has and like, you know, gives you all the slaughtered limbs and blood and gore that you really want that, you know, that you didn't get out of star Wars Jedi fallen order, which, you know, I'm so disappointed. You can't hack off a clone troopers head and shit in that game or a stormtroopers head. Um, and this game gives you all that kind of like gore that you want with the sword fighting and stuff. So, yeah, there, there's another important thing that I kind of like wanted to get on, which was the game has this sense of um, part of its, uh, what what do you call it? Pro, um, not progression system, but like weapon or uh, fighting design, fighting mechanism, fighting, whatever. In the combat system, I guess. There is a real sense of like tying in Japanese mythology into that. And so how you unlock the, there's like to go up to the side with your regular combat with like your regular kind of fighting styles that come with the various stances. There are like mythic moves that they call it, I think. Right. And these aren't moves that, you know, that you just get kind of like killing, you kill a thousand guys and you get it. Like you literally have to like find the place in the map where the old man in the village is talking about that myth at that point in time 
and then go in and listen to him talk about that story. Right. So it's like, again, like very, the open world in it is like very much alive and like it, it wants you to explore and, and interact with the NPCs. And so when you do this, like there's, there's this, uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? Let me just get the name right. I think yeah so there is there's like it is it's extremely beautiful man like it's such a and I'm playing on the PlayStation 4 not even the pro so if I can only imagine on, on a good system but like this is what I mean also like I can't wait to get a PlayStation 5 to play this game again on the PlayStation 5 with better graphics and all that kind of stuff so kind of tying back into you know like what cons what console is getting me excited definitely not the xbox okay yeah so here here's what it is there's like there's this move called the heavenly strike which is basically an unblockable killing move and the only way you can get it is if you hear the story of like who developed the heavenly strike and find out where this guy lives and it's like a search quest that takes you from like multiple locations analyzing multiple different things like trying to figure out what this is and once you get it you know it's a reward like it's a reward obviously to feel happy about it but the fact that you can kind of like get into these side stories and like uh just get like really into into the world of like japanese mythology and stuff like that i find it so cool and i know if you if you got into that you would love it too like the the way you kind of interact with the lore and stuff like it's 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 not it's not like many it's some new mixed with some old of how you do it you know like you pick up scrolls here and there and you learn like that but there's also these ways of telling mythic tales from other ways of interacting with the npcs which i find cool yeah um i know it's like does it take does it take liberties with history or um is it is it more some actually yeah that's a good question yeah, it. I th- I think it's leaning on the the kind of leaning on style a little Here's bit. The- they said that the that it's not inspired by true events. It's inspired by the event. Sorry, like it's inspired by the event of the Mongol invasion, but the characters and like the actual situation that you're playing out is not a real life here's, story. Here's the thing, though, and I think they are going to take historical liberties, and I find this hilarious that the conflict that this game is surrounded upon is infamous within like history as being anticlimactic mm-hmm. um which is the first mongol invasion so i've heard about this yeah and they're like oh so there's got to be a sequel then, yeah. right well like, there is there was a second mongol invasion but um yeah it'd be really weird for this game to like leave on a cliffhanger i kind of feel like this game needs to yeah. be yeah an isolated piece I and I, I agree with you there. I'd be really disappointed if it ended on a cliffhanger because everything I'm getting from the vibe of it now is like a very contained game and um like yeah, like just really like just focus on what you're doing right now. Like there's no need to think about a sequel. So yeah, I'd be disappointed if they kinda threw a random fork in the road and said, Yeah, this game, you know, there's a sequel. Like I'd be happy if there's a sequel. But yeah, let's have an a solid ending with these characters. Um, cause that's how they're kind of setting it up too. You know, like there's an act structure to this. So they have, they must've developed a really well thought out kind of structure and story. And 
Um, another thing I actually wanted to mention is it's linked to Akira Kurosawa. Obviously, like I got to talk about this too. Um, and I was trying to get you to watch some Kurosawa films, and we'll get we'll do that. We'll we'll talk about Kurosawa in a, in another video, but there I'll just kind of get into it a little bit. There's something Kurosawa does in his directing that helps stand him out in front of other people right so he kind of modernized many techniques and kind of he stepped out of the bounds in the sense of traditional cinema and he liked to move the camera a lot basically a lot of the things we see in modern hollywood today that we look at you know like normal kind of filmmaking stuff like he really pioneered those things the idea of like long tracking shots and moving within the planes of action and kind of what those different planes of action within a frame kind of tell you and stuff like that. And also like utilizing movement and rhythm within the scene of like the environment and how, how does the grass moving in the wind contrast with the fabric on the samurai's attire moving also in the wind kind of make you feel like, you know, like all these really intricate details within the frame. And what I really loved about this game is they take that really core concept of his filmography. So not just to say, yeah, we're inspired by Akira Kurosawa and his, you know, Japanese samurai films. And we want to make something inspired by that. And, you know, it's easy to just make a samurai game, but to like really get down to the detail of his directing style and filmmaking and implement this sense of flow throughout the maps, throughout the game. Right. And rhythm. And like the rhythm comes in moments like after a battle, you know, you go and meditate and you're guided to that meditation, like, or in the fact that there's no UI in the game, right? We talked about this before too. There's no uh, HUD really, or very minimal guidance from the game kind of layer, right? I don't know if there's a word for that yet. There, there should be kind of a word to signify what that that kind of breaking that boundary is like there's like the fourth wall in film and so whatever like the ui in video games whatever that is and it uses the environment to guide you literally throughout the map and there's this thing called the guiding wind where which you activate from the the playstation trackpad so it's gesture based also it's not just a button you're literally moving your thumb across something so you're getting this feeling you know like there's a tactile feeling also in that and that i love how they use the trackpad in this game i'm kind of spewing off but so if you want to take your sword out you swipe on the trackpad to like take your sword out which is and also to put it back so that's also satisfying um but also like basically wherever you're positioned in the game i think wherever you are in any point in the map in any direction there's like a sense of framing and like i uh, what do you call it like kind of like placing your eye in a in a spot of importance right i know it it seems like it uses non-traditional ways to really guide your eye and guide you specifically like it doesn't want a hud it wants you it doesn't want a hud yeah and it, it doesn't want to center the player in the screen like other games no do it wants you to look at right? shit and for good reason it wants you to look at shit yeah yeah it places you so the camera's like a little off the shoulder kind of of the character in, in a in a really like cinematic framing style, but at the same time, how you got the light in, interacting with the environment, very dynamic, how you got the environment interacting with itself, with, you know, like the trees moving with the wind and the grass. There's always this sense of just like flow and 
kind of guidance. Like your eye is always guided to a spot and of importance or like it's like they they made sure every single frame within the game that you would end up stopping on is as picturesque as a painting but as important to you to kind of you know understand the world and stuff like that so yeah there's there's not enough good things i can say about this game like there's there's so many there's i just wish you could play it man like that's my only thing like there's it's only gonna be me talking about it unless you get It'll a come PS4. to pc eventually i'm sure um i hope so yeah i mean there that's the beauty of it i think that system and like they have like these really good story driven games that I hope Xbox can get to. I think I think they will. Um, uh, I, I'm just trying to think of how I'm supposed to sort of wrap all this up. Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of went off on a spew there. I just got off. Well, everything don't worry. Off my chest, like but... I got everything off my chest earlier. It's fine. So yeah, yeah. But no, it feels good. It's like ah, yeah, I had yeah. something to say and got it out there. And but yeah, I mean, like it's. Like, did you ever play Red Dead or the the new one, the new Red Dead or any of the newer Assassin's Creed? Uh, none of the newer ones. I think we had this. Uh, the latest one I played was Unity. So, yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Um, and did you play the new Red Dead Redemption no, or no, no? I didn't. Um, it's tough to say. Like Ghost of Tsushima doesn't really look like, you know. It looks unique in some ways, but not in other ways. Like, I was watching gameplay, and it still has some of that jankiness that I associate with Assassin's Creed, where I was watching one guy play through it, and he did his parkour, parkour, like, he did his, he did, he jumped from one location to another, and it worked that one time, and then later he died, and he got sent mm-hmm. back to the checkpoint, he tried to do the same jump, and he died, because the game just yeah. didn't want it to happen that time. And it's like, it's not, yeah. it's not flawless mechanically. And I know some people do have some issues with regards to like every other character around your main character is far more interesting. And it kind of like drowns out your main character in a way. I don't know how, how would you comment on the characters? Like you, there's a pretty decent supporting cast in this game, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm finding that almost like, uh, I don't want to say more interesting. I, I like the main character of Jin. Um, I think he's interesting. I think I saw some kind of comments or like some people's feedback that he didn't really like show too much personality or he wasn't too charis- charismatic, I guess, as a hero should be. But you got to look at the context of the game, right? Like this guy is grown up as a samurai, the character in the game, who you're playing. And when you start to play the game, you understand there's a level of humanity or not humanity, but there's a level of emotion that is removed from those type of people. And so he has that obviously, but then how he balances that with his humanity and emotion in, in very private moments, I think make him make his character like just more relatable or just more kind of interesting, you know, just Do you think in general. it's a purpose that they're making him as like, stoic and and not like like yeah. personality like it because my main thing with like no no that's a really with, good word that's a really good word of with stoic, video yeah. games is like i like when they don't give the main character a lot because it allows you to yeah attribute yourself to them 
Right. And that's yeah. where I'm finding the criticisms of Jin Lai. It's like, it's not too much one way and it's not too much the other way. Right. He's it's, yeah, it's almost the opposite of what other games might try to do where this isn't, I don't know how much this is trying to get you to, to put yourself into it or put your own attributes and see yourself in a Jin. There are definitely moments like that of relatableness, but I think what they're conscious of is really just immersing you in a character story or in, in a very, in like, here's a type, here's a, you know, here's somebody you can follow along with and see how their journey plays out less than kind of you play. Like obviously you're playing the journey and stuff, but this game, um, yeah, like you use the word stoic and I would completely agree with that. Like, Jin is stoic, but because he's a lord and because people refer to him as a lord in the game. Um, like, he's literally, like, if you think in Star Wars terms, this guy is a Jedi master, right? So, and I love that I compare everything to Star Wars because that'll never get old in life. But in, like, in the context of this, like, he's treated with, like, he, everybody bows down to him in the game. Like, peasants, stuff like that, look high at him. And he's the quote-unquote last samurai so he he's supposed to i guess how i see it i think we're like when you watch a movie right you might look at a character one way but your buddy might have a different interpretation right we, we all watch no country for old men and we'll have a couple hour long conversation about what we think of the characters in that film but this this takes it almost kind of similarly where um you're left to interpret what is the character taught like what how is he coming at the situation or like how, where is his mind settled in when he's dealing with this whole thing? Cause you, there's a couple of flashback moments and I love the way they use flashbacks also in this game. Right. So flashback flashbacks are a very uniquely cinematic, uh, technique that only films or visual medium can accomplish. And the way the game uses a flashback, right. One interesting, um, uh, example of that. I just like, it really kind of sunk into me. Um, so your first kind of playthrough as the ghost character, um, when you're, you know, you perform your first assassination kill, this is like a big moment for Jin as in his like life and as a person, because, you know, he's grown up as a samurai and taught you, you have to look the person you're killing in the eye and give him that respect. Right. And, and it's all about respecting your opponent and that kind of mutual connection. And where the ghost comes in, where assassination comes in is completely opposite of that. And he's using it as a method of trying to have an upper hand on his opponents. Um, and that, you know, like this creates like throughout the game, he just, you can see like this creates a conflict in him. And the moment I'm kind of talking about, he has his first assassination kill and the game flashbacks to when he's a kid. Um, when he like does his first kill kill, like as a samurai. And so you play through this moment as a ghost and then you immediately see this moment of Jin as a kid. And like that does something, you know, like when you're like drawn in almost on another level, like you're you're getting this guy's backstory right after you done, you've done something important and you've seen something that kind of has impacted the character. And I'm taking like a very like film kind of look at it, but I think that's how the how it wants you to look at this game. You know, I think it really wants you to interpret the characters and stuff like that almost like how you would interpret a film character um in the sense that you're like following along with somebody on their journey which okay. is cool okay that makes a little more sense um i'll definitely keep an eye like have you haven't finished the game have you 
No, no. Like I said, so there's the game is structured in arcs or acts. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and I think I'm coming close to the ending of the okay. first act, where I have to rescue the rescue the uncle. Okay. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope it's not like a three act structure or anything. You know, like I hope it's it's bigger than that. Like it's it's a fun game in in how you can kind of explore and fight people essentially. Like that's what it comes down to. Um, and like it's really kind of kernel down ways about it, but. Yeah, the, but the reason I brought up Red Dead and and uh, what was the other one, Assassin's Creed earlier is because I think a lot of people are going to compare it to the, those those games, and maybe say, oh, this is ripping off one or the other, and you know, like I could see that's, that, that's like why people would make that now, criticism. Though, like everyone was saying, Halo was yeah. ripping off Doom because they have a grappling hook, or right, Halo was yeah, ripping yeah, off yeah, Destiny yeah. because of something. I don't know, but it's. Right, that's always yeah. gonna be said. It's like, oh, something looks like the other, something I already saw yeah. before. We gotta, we gotta hate on it or something like that, you know. But I think it it takes what makes those games really good and and makes a contained story out of those games, or like not a contained story. I shouldn't say it like that, but takes it makes a contained experience out of those games. Yeah, that's my that's my take on it. Mm. Seems like a pretty lengthy conversation for just one act of it i'm sure you'll keep me updated in yeah as i as i go through i'll I'll let you know because yeah as i said i've only gone through one of the mythic tales so far which was sick like the way they kind of the art style like how they show that um if you ever seen harry potter and like the deathly hollows you know the scene where they get into the history of the deathly hollows like the whole story and the Mm -hmm. tale of it so it's almost like that like it takes that kind of a thing where you get into like an ink drawing, like Japanese ink drawing of this historic tale of a, you know, whatever samurai warrior or something like that. And um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's a different game. It's like a really, it's, uh, it's hard to put a finger on it. Like what kind of an experience you can relate it to because it's, uh, it's trying to do things its own way. I gotta say. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I got no real other questions related to that. Um, if you have any last thoughts on it. Um, other than I already talked about the photo mode. Yeah. And uh, I can't praise that anymore than I already did. So, no, I think I said, I think I said a lot about it. I don't know. I, this, if anything, this makes me want to go visit Japan even more now. Well, you got to wait. Yeah. I was, man, I was, like, so close to just going, like, at the end of this year. I know. And just, like, saying, fuck COVID, just, you know, like, Japan had no, like, bad effect of it all. Like, they didn't even lock down for the longest no, time. but um, I know I know someone personally that had to cancel their Japan trip because of COVID. So, yeah. That sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was devastated, I bet. So, um yeah, that really sucks. I think and canceling, having to cancel anything expected that you were expecting to do during this time, whether it's like a concert or like a fucking trip to Niagara Falls, yeah. you know, like it would suck. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. But um, we got video games and we got movies, and, and there's nothing more. Better. Nothing more better. Nice. Nothing to hold us over better. <laughs> no. Thanks. Yeah, I I studied English. Yeah. Don't worry, I got in this. Got him with this guy's feet. writing scripts. This guy, <laughs> don't nosh. 
not not me. That's my brother. He he's much better at English. He's he's gooder okay. than me. That's good. Um, as far as yeah. me for next week, do we want to do a Kurosawa film? Uh, you know what I really want to do, man? I really want to start watching Star Wars and talking oh, about Star Wars. Oh god damn it! I feel like we because we this is the thing. Uh, like you know, shout out to all our listeners. Appreciate everybody who takes time to listen to our show. But I feel like the amount we mention Star Wars, there's like it's such a loaded topic, such a loaded word. But only to me and you, like only me and you, realize how much we have holding inside to talk about Star Wars. So like, I feel like we should just lay it out there eventually, like sooner rather than later, so that that context, you know, of how we feel about it, is there. That makes sense. That made sense. Talking about Star Wars for me is so painful. Think about a it lot like of times. Think about it like Halo, because you know I think see with this Halo thing, I think you took like a, a good step of realization with Halo that you didn't necessarily take with Star Wars. So I'm happy you did that with Halo. Star Wars is you know Star Wars is, is a what different. What I'm saying case. is like just no. being a little more open. minded Star Wars to is it. completely different. What's different about it? What What's super oh, different? Oh man, about it? what's different about it? Um, one is based off of gameplay mechanics is the other one is based off of story structure. Yeah. I don't mean like, okay, sure. But when like, you're talking about passion, like coming from the passion side of a fan and the argument is almost like the same thing, right? Like, no, if you're changing something, if you're changing something from the core idea of what made that thing good, then it wasn't an idea. It was something that was functionally put in place. That was good. Versus a core idea that wasn't followed up. Okay, I'm okay. lost now. Okay. Game <laughs> Before we okay, get any you know, more yeah, tangled let, up let's, in it. Like, let's, you, we'll wrap it up. But do you want to do, you okay, do that then? One that Star soon? Wars thing. Not the whole fucking thing. No, no, no. I don't think we should just jump into the... I'm not trying to go crazy in a night, man. Okay. No. Let's do, let's, let's do one movie at a time. I, how about that? Okay. Fine. And we can we can go okay. from there. So so episode one? Fuck it. Alright. Episode one <laughs> next week. Episode one next week. Let's go. And and yeah, then we'll 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 slide in Kurosawa. He's not going anywhere. We'll slide in Kurosawa. I might skip episode time. eight. <laughs> you can't. Like that's that's the we're building towards episode eight because you have I have to never watched it. episode nine. Um Okay, like, this is the thing, guys. You're going to think, who the fuck are these guys talking about movies and, like, what do they actually like? Like, we've been in so much heated conversations about this and back and forth stuff. Like, my emotional kind of uh, reflection towards episode eight of Star Wars has gone through the ringer, whereas Cheney's has been reinforced over and over and over again. Yeah, subverting expectations as as our favorite term comes to me. You know what? I was actually thinking about this the other day. Everybody who was so mad at episode 9 for changing things in episode 8, all I could think was, hmm, I guess you had your expectations subverted. Anyways, <laughs> I say, this is what happens they, they when I that. talk about Star Wars, you motherfucker. I turn into an asshole, and that's why I don't like doing it. No, but the, the listeners and, and, and I would also like okay. love that. I, I love when, when, when the okay, heat comes. Fine, that's true. And then we get into it. We get deep. We get... Fucking! I get I get nervous. Start start getting I, grimy. I get but 
Star Wars is always a fun one, and I'm looking forward to that one. That that should be a good okay. episode. Well, I'm done. But what do you say? What do you say? We wrap it up. Yeah, with I need this. to go to bed. I need to go watch some more Halo videos. <laughs> Christmas doesn't end for you yet. When does this game come out? Halo they say Infinite. holiday 2020. So, so, so it can maybe even get delayed. Yeah, let Who that knows? let that turkey bake, please. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like my whole stance on things is, if it makes for the better game or movie or whatever, fuck it. Like episode nine, they should have delayed it and took in more time with it. Or it was impossible but, um, to work whatsoever, based off of the failures of episode eight. Okay, we're we're gonna get into that. Yeah, later. Nine weeks down the road. Was, yeah. <laughs> all right so thanks for everybody to joining us uh for this episode and um we are the mythic morons um come on and keep joining our conversations we really uh we really love having these talks and love when people kind of hit us up and let us know what their their thoughts and feelings are on, on our show and and the movies that we watch and movies that people are watching that you guys are watching so you know let us know and leave a leave a like rating comment all that fun stuff on wherever you watch the podcast or listen to the podcast or whatever um cheney anything else I'm you want to add i'm gonna go to bed yeah i'm gonna hit i'm gonna hit a bowl okay. how about that that's how we're i don't condone the use of drugs unless it's legal where you are yeah and it's it's legal where we are thanks dude. so all right peace out